So I used to work as a psychologist in a university and our university actually also experienced a lockdown, um, but for different reasons. And because I was in the counseling service, we obviously had to stop our services to students. And this is a few years ago. And what really interested me was how students would then go about looking to find help still, although the services weren't there. And a lot of them resorted to the internet and would reach out to us through our Facebook page and all those and through email. And I just kind of realized there was a real opportunity like for technology to kind of facilitate services when services couldn't be in person for, for whatever reason. And so I got this wonderful opportunity to do my PhD at UCD at the Insight Center and through Marie Curie funding, which is amazing. And so my research just really looks at how young people use the internet and online resources to look for help for their mental health and to support their mental health. It's a fairly new area, so it was really, really interesting in that as well, that you're just finding out a lot of things and you're finding out a lot about young people's behaviors online. And then we were also just really interested in finding out like how we can actually design technology to make that process just a lot easier and safer because there is a lot of good stuff on the internet but there's also a lot of not so good stuff on the internet I mean obviously as with everything and it's sometimes it's really hard to find the good stuff and so we wanted to like kind of figure out how do we design a technology to make it easier to find the good stuff but also how can people who are providing services online design their services better so that it suits young people's needs better yeah, so obviously very relevant for the pandemic. I, I don't go off road, but can I briefly ask you, why was there a lockdown on the campus where you were working? Uh, we had student protests um, because oh. of fees. So I was based in South Africa um, and for a lot of students, the fees were just, it's just really expensive and they can't afford them. And so the students protested for fee reductions and it was nationwide. Right, interesting. So, but I suppose every every cloud, it gave you an opportunity to see what happens when students are cut off from the normal way of accessing services. Absolutely. What has working at Insight in particular brought to your research? You're usually you're using data to investigate this area. How has that worked for you? So, I think the the biggest thing about Insight is, and we were talking about this earlier, is the fact that it's so multidisciplinary. And I think when people hear the term data analytics, they think of just strict computer scientists um, and AI and machine learning, and it is all of those things, but there's also just so much more, and data can just means a lot of different types of data. And so I think Insight is this great place or this melting pot of different disciplines and different people who you wouldn't normally get to do with if you were kind of stuck in the silo of your discipline. So traditionally, like psychologists work with other psychologists and have a very psychological way of thinking about everything. But when you're kind of working with computer scientists and human computer interaction people, and even like physios, like it just changes your way of thinking. Um, and it exposes you to different ways of doing research, different ways of get, gathering data even, and analyzing data as opposed to the ways you were trained to in your own discipline. So I think that's the great thing about, about insights. Yeah. If you can, can you give us a sense of what your research might look like for a student who ultimately benefits from it? If somebody decides to sit down in front of their laptop and seek mental health support. 
my research will kind of pan out in two practical ways. The one way is we'll develop, we're wanting to develop a tool. So it's kind of like a search tool that'll help like a young person or a student find the mental health resource they're looking for um, based on the type of content they're looking for, whether they're looking for like videos or blogs or whether they're looking to chat to someone online or offline. So we're looking at designing that kind of technology. And then on the other side, we're making guidelines available to mental health providers. So people like Jigsaw and Spunout who have an online presence and just kind of like give them guidelines on how to best design their online sites because and to know, let them know, look, this is what young people are looking for. If you're wanting to meet their needs, try and design for these kinds of things. Um, so we're kind of hoping that if you marry those two together, that their online experience is a lot more satisfactory. Uh, what insights are you getting at the moment into how young people seek help online? Yeah, so young people are obviously the first protocol call for lots of people is Google, just because Google's kind of like, we all do it. If we have a question, we just pop a question into Google. So lots of young people do use Google. The problem with Google is if you don't use the right keywords, the right results don't necessarily come up. Other young people try and access things through their college or school. So they'll go onto their college website and see what kind of resources the college recommends. And then the other thing is, is lots of people kind of know about people like Jigsaw or Spun Out or Pieta House, and they'll go directly to those places and then go and find resources through that. But I think the interesting thing about a Google search is that when they do that, they open like 10 or 20 tabs and they'll go through all of them quickly and they'll find the most relevant one and close the ones that don't look relevant. And then what they also do is they cross-check that information. So like if one site is saying this, they'll check that against something else. So it also kind of shows that there's they're discerning about the information they are reading online, um, which I think is really important as well. So. And do you differentiate between people simply doing research into what they think their mental health issue might be and people who are actually seeking a service online? Yeah, so we found in one of the studies we did, we found that there's probably three types of help seekers. There's the person who's going online purely just for information and they don't want any sort of outside interference. They just want to go through the information, learn more, kind of figure things out for themselves and then there's the second type who's the more person-centered help seeker, and they're looking to actually connect with someone, whether that be through a personal story or through chat or, or an email, like connecting with another person. And they're kind of looking for more direct sort of interpersonal help. So your first help seeker is kind of the person who just wants to help themselves. They don't, you know, that's fine. They're very self-reliant. But the second type of person actually wants help from another person. And then the third type of person we found is the crisis help seeker. So it's someone who's in severe distress, um, who's having a really tough time and just needs to connect with someone to have a chat and just help them through that moment. When you come to the end of this research, uh, Claudette, what do you see as being next for you? Would you would you go back to being a counselling psychologist or do you think you might continue your studies or is that is it all way too early to be even thinking like, like that? No, it is, it's not. Um, so I'm actually starting a postdoc with Insight. So I'm going to stay on that Insight, which is great. I'm really excited about that. And I think the next thing is to build something. So the, the whole, my whole PhD was kind of exploratory and finding out what it is young people are doing and what they want. 
And we did build a very low fidelity prototype as part of the last study that I did, which we tested, which revealed some really interesting findings. But I think my future research is going to like is going to focus on maybe building something a bit more concrete, a bit more sophisticated and seeing how that works um, and just testing that out and just looking at more collaborations with local organizations because it's no use in building something and no one can use it. Um, so also just seeing how we can kind of partner with local youth mental health organizations and just see if that could be something that was worthwhile to them. Can I ask you, how much have you had to read yourself into the technology side of the computer science and have you enjoyed that aspect? So, yes, I cannot program anything. <laughs> um, and I think that's fine. I think that there are people who have much better skills than I do at those kinds of things. And I think that's where collaboration is so important. And that's why working in a place like Insight is really, really important because you can find partners for collaboration so easily. And, and I think that's important. I have learned a lot of skills from the human computer interaction domain, which I think is great and which I've really enjoyed because it's a different way of thinking and it's a different way of doing things. But the more hardcore computer science skills, I think, are above my pay grade. <laughs> Claudette, it's been fascinating talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. 